You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello everyone, welcome to the NFL Week 14 episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast, the December 9th episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. Winning week, thank you to the Detroit Lions. What a sweat that Moneyline bet was. When I like gather all my information uh, when we do a, a review of the road to 272 bets at the end of the season, I'm curious to see what my Moneyline underdog record is going to be because I think that's a big reason why I'm at... Uh, where I'm at. So that was a big hit last week. We finished eight and six. It would have been profitable. No, I guess no. If it lost, because it would have only been uh, uh, seven and seven if I lost. So yeah, that lines money line was a huge swing for me. Finished eight and six plus three units. Still wasn't satisfied though. Felt like I, I made a couple bad bets to be honest. Uh, but that brings the road to 272 record to 112 81 and 1 for plus 28.41 units with four weeks to go five weeks to go 14 15 16 17 18 five weeks to go i think it's safe to say i mean i don't want to jinx it a little knock on wood but i think i'm going to finish the season in the green i think we're past the danger zone i i would have to be go on the worst run in NFL betting history the last five weeks to lose 28 units, but it's possible. So I, knocking on wood. Uh, I don't have too much to go through this week. I'm going to make this one a little short and sweet here, right in the middle of the grind of the football season. This is the last week of bye weeks, I believe. I believe bye weeks end this week. Uh, so then we'll be back to doing 16 games starting next week. But the reason why I want to make this short and sweet is because I have a lot of work to do this week. I'm going to start it after I get this podcast up tonight because next week I'm releasing a bonus episode, a college football bowl season road to, what, 43 bowls? 
the road to 43 bowls. Uh, I'm not going to name it that because that's a bad name. But, yeah, I'm going to do what I've been doing in NFL except for the bowl season. I am going to bet on every single college football bowl game. And I'm going to record a podcast where I give out my pick for all 43 games. I'm probably going to try to record it Sunday night. So I have a lot of notes to get through because usually in an NFL wall here, today's NFL uh, podcast is 14 games and I have 2,500 words worth of notes. So uh, I'm going to have to be writing like a damn uh, um, research paper here putting together all my notes for, for the bowl games next week. So keep an eye on that. I'm going to try to release it Monday or Tuesday next week, but it will be my best bet for all 43 college football games. The breakdowns are going to be a little bit quicker because if it, if I did if I spent five minutes on each game, it would be like a five-hour-long podcast. So, uh, But keep an eye out for that. That's why I want to make tonight short and sweet because i got a lot of work to do studying for that. Um, last thing i got to say, rate, rate the podcast, review it, um, subscribe if you haven't already. That stuff uh, is all helping us out. I appreciate all of you who sent me your screenshot from Spotify Rap that I was one of the uh, highest podcasts that you listened to this year. Thank you for that. That warms my heart. We are growing, my friends, and I appreciate every single one of you. Uh, let's, uh, yeah, let's get into it. I don't, I don't have any rants. I don't have any, you know, futures bets. I, I just want to dive right into this week's slate. Uh, I'm not even going to go over last week's slate. Lions money line was a big hit. Uh, I mean, anyone's any of them that are notable, I will talk about uh, when I get to that team's pick for this week. So let's not waste any more time. Quick intro this week. We're going to go to an ad. You might hear one, you might not. And then we're going to jump right into the theme song. And then I will be back with every single bet for NFL Week 14. This is the December 9th episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. Let's go. More bacon than the pan can handle. More bacon than the pan can handle. More bacon than the pan can handle. Utility man. Okay, I'm not going to waste any time. Let's get into it. Thursday night football, Vikings Steelers. Vikings minus three, minus 120 is my bet for this game. I will continue to fade this Pittsburgh Steelers team. Mike Tomlin, I was on, I was on BetQL uh, uh, today, Wednesday morning, talking about this. Mike Tomlin, no one's gonna like throw his name in the mix, but I think he deserves to be in the conversation for Coach of the Year this year because the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't a good football team. They suck. They truly, truly, truly are a dog shit football team, but yet they continue to kind of squeak out wins and they have a winning record. What are they right now? Six, five, and one, I believe. Still not in the playoffs, but. Uh, not a good football team. Mike Tomlin deserves conversation as coach of the year for somehow finding ways to win these games. Now, I know you guys, at least some of you, chirp me for being in love with net yards per play. Uh, fair enough. Maybe I do overvalue net yards per play a little bit. Uh, but let me just let me just take a few moments to list the worst teams in the NFL through Week 14 in net yards per play. Once again, quick explanation. If this is, for some reason, the first time you're listening to this podcast, offensive yards gained per play subtract, or as I said in one podcast, substract uh, defensive yards given up per play on defense. That is net yards per play. Generally gives a pretty good uh, indication of how good or bad a team is. The worst teams. I'm going to start from the worst and I'm going to work my way up. The worst team in the NFL right now in net yards per play is the Texans. Then the Jets. Then the Lions. 
then the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then the Jaguars, the Bears, the Dolphins, and the Falcons. Let me repeat this. I'm starting from the bottom of the NFL in the statistic net yards per play, and I'm working my way up. It is the Texans, the Jets, the Lions, the Steelers, the Jaguars, Bears, Dolphins, Falcons. One of those things is not like the other. One of those things is not like the other. Isn't that a song? All these teams are really, really shitty, but there's one team that's just outside the playoffs. That team somehow has a winning record. The Steelers. I don't know how they do. I mean, I'm giving credit to Mike Tomlin, but maybe it's just like a ton of luck. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just have an easy schedule. I don't know. They suck. They stink. Literally, if you look at night yards per play, the Jaguars, Bears, Dolphins, and Falcons are better than the Steelers. Unbelievable. By the way, the Vikings around middle of the pack in that stack. So I'm not just trashing on the Steelers. I am betting on the Vikings here, but mostly because of the fact that I'm trashing on the Steelers. Um, Steelers 30th in yards per carry, 28th in yards per pass attempt, dead last in opponent yards per carry, worst run defense in the NFL, and their big strength, their big scary pass defense is 20th in opponent yards per pass attempt. And now before you ask me, because I know some of you already in your head, I will answer these questions before you can even before you can even verbalize them, before you can even write it on a tweet. No, I am not concerned that Adam Thielen is out. No, I'm not concerned that Dalvin Cook is probably out. No, I'm not concerned about Kirk Cousins in prime time. The Vikings win and cover. By the way, speaking of which, um, I get asked this all the time, like if I put out a pick, some pe- people all the time go, well, are you concerned about this? Well, are you concerned about that? Someone tweeted me tonight about my avalanche pick. Um, aren't you concerned about the avalanche's uh, goaltending problems? Yeah, I'm concerned about everything. <laughs> Every bet I place, I'm concerned about things that could go wrong. <laughs> uh, in this pick, I'm on the Vikings. Am I concerned that the Steelers uh, um, will find a way to cover the spread again because Mike Tomlins is, I guess, the, one of the best coaches in the NFL? Yes, of course. Am I concerned that uh, Kirk Cousins is going to suck on Thursday Night Football? Am I concerned that the Vikings are going to find a way to blow another game? Yes, yes, yes. I still got to make a bet. And the Steelers stink. Vikings minus 3, minus 120. Then we're going... Uh, I like to get the Falcons game out of the way on Sunday, so let's just tackle that right away. Falcons plus 2.5, minus 110. I said last week what I feel about the Falcons. They are going to get mollywopped by good teams, and then they're going to be competitive with bad teams and be able to beat most of them. So I'll take Falcons plus 2.5, minus 110 here. I faded them last week against the Buccaneers. That was actually, I got a little bit of luck on that one, to be honest. Buccaneers kicked that late field goal to cover the spread. And the Falcons drove all the way down with a minute left. With a chance to score a meaningless garbage time touchdown. It was uh, last play of the game. They're on what? What yard? Like inside the 10. Maybe it was even inside the 5. And they couldn't get it. So a little bit of luck with that Buccaneers cover last week. But regardless, I'm sticking to my strategy of betting on the Falcons when they play shitty teams. Betting against them when they play good teams. And everyone welcome back Cam Newton. Remember like I like saw people like legitimately asking like what if like Cam Newton would be a good MVP bet after like one game with them. Like that was unbelievable. Like is it like like as if Cam Newton wasn't one of the worst quarterbacks in the league last year with the Patriots underneath Bill Belichick, who is now proven with a rookie quarterback that he is. I mean, I, it'd be tough to argue that Bill Belichick's not the greatest coach of all time. But even 
even like Cam Newton couldn't do anything in his system last year. So, and then he came back and Cam Newton uh, killed any. I mean, if you thought Cam Newton was an MVP bet, getting signed by a team in like week ten or week eleven, whatever it is, and I I just I don't know what's going on in your head. Uh, and then he and then the Dolphins there in their last game, he went five for twenty one for ninety two yards and two interceptions. Gross. Panthers defense still among the best in the NFL. I will give Panthers credit. Their defense is very good, but without Christian McCaffrey, their offense is anemic. I believe is the correct word. The Falcons rank higher than the Panthers in yards per play, third down offense, red zone offense. I think it's going to be a close game, so I'll take the team getting the points here. Falcons plus 2.5, minus 110. Plus, the Falcons love playing in games that come down to a last second, but last possession, so getting those 2.5 points might be important. That's why I wanted to go with that instead of the money line. Uh, Browns minus two and a half, minus one ten against the Ravens. I don't have much to say about this because this game happened two weeks ago, and I made I was on the Browns again, so it's the same handicap. Um, now the Browns have looked absolutely brutal, brutal lately. Maybe it had to do with Baker Mayfield fighting injuries, but they're coming off a bye week. Hopefully, they got healed up a little bit. Uh, the Ravens can't stop the pass. The Ravens are bad. I know they did beat and cover this Browns team a couple weeks ago, so I, I'm probably going to live to regret this bet, but. I don't know, man. Both offenses have stunk lately. The only like good unit between these two teams lately is like the Browns' defense is still good. The Ravens' opponent yards per pass attempt is Lions and dead last, Jets, and then Ravens. Third worst secondary in the NFL. Not good. So we just need some level of competence from Baker Mayfield, and this bet will be fine. Give me the Browns, minus 2.5, minus 110. We got Cowboys against Washington. I'm going to take... Dallas minus four minus one fifteen. Just like I'll continue to fade the Steelers, I will continue to fade Washington. Four straight weeks of winning and covering the spread, but yet they're minus point seven one net yards per play in those games. Truly outstanding. I'm gonna say that again. They've won four games straight. They've covered the spread in all four of those games, but yet in those games combined, uh, they're minus point seven one net yards per play in those games. How? They're doing what they need to do to win games. Kudos to them. Because from like a, just a football fan perspective, wins and losses are the only thing that matters. But when I'm trying to handicap if I want to bet on a team or not, and i got to look at statistics, they aren't good. But they are finding ways to win. But they're going to be overwhelmed this week. Uh, to be fair, though, the Cowboys' offense has slowed down in recent weeks, which is a little bit concerning. But Washington's 28th in opponent yards per pass attempt. Their secondary is terrible. I tried to find some kind of secret stat that Washington is good in that has led them to these wins, but I can't. It's just like they're being dealt like blackjack in every hand. Like in every game that they play, like they're getting blackjack. Like the the bounces are going their way. They're doing what they need to do. The bounces are going their way. Uh, the dealer's drawing five. It's just working out for them, but that's not sustainable. Dead last in opponent third down conversion rate. Dead last in third down defense. I just repeated the same stat. I just worded it two different ways. 29th in red zone offense. 25th in sack percentage. 18th in yards per carry. 19th in yards per pass attempt. Regression is coming for this Washington team sooner rather than later. I think they get blown out this week. I'll take the Cowboys minus 4, minus 115. Then we got the Titans. And we got the Jaguars. And I'm going to take the Jaguars plus 8.5. Minus 110. Now, did you know that the Jaguars' offense is only averaging .2 of a yard less per play than the Titans? Did you know that the Jaguars' defense is only allowing .3 more yards per play on defense compared to the Jaguars? Or, sorry, compared to the Titans. 
Jaguars stink, but the Titans aren't a good football team either, and this spreads over touchdown. I do, like all jokes aside, I know, like I've trashed on the Titans enough. I'm not going to repeat all the points I made before about the Titans. Uh, but I would set this line at 7.5, so I think we're getting a point of value here. So it is, to be fair, it's a, it's a close one, and if I wasn't uh, a man of the people where I lock my bets Wednesday and I don't try to get CLV or the best line possible, um, then I would probably wait on this line because I assume it's going to move like the other way. I would think, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But I lock in my bets Wednesday night because I'm a man of the people and I don't want people coming at me, accusing me of stale lines. So Wednesday night, right before I record this, when I lock in all my picks, I locked in Jaguars plus 8.5, minus 110. Also, if there's one thing that the Jaguars are half decent at, it is stopping the run. Uh, the Titans get the majority of their yards by running the football. And if you think that's less true since Henry's been out of the lineup, you'd actually be wrong. It's actually been more true since he's been hurt. Why? Because it's with no Derrick Henry in the lineup, teams don't stack the box, and then that makes Tannehill throw the ball and he stinks. So even though maybe they aren't running the ball effectively, they're actually getting it's not it's not it's not that they're getting more rushing yards with Henry out, it's they're getting significantly fewer passing yards. His last two games he has a QBR of fifty eight point four and sixty point two. Not good. Not good at all. Now, the Jaguars going to win this game outright. I mean, that would be hilarious, and I will make the most obnoxious video on Twitter of all time if the Jaguars win. I don't see it, though, uh, but I, I, I like it at 8.5, so I'll take Jaguars plus 8.5. Then we got the Raiders and the Chiefs. So, got, I'm sticking my foot in my mouth a little bit in this one. Last week, I got on my soapbox. I talked about how I was bet on the Raiders to win the Super Bowl and how I absolutely love them to beat Washington. I knew if I know a few of you tailed me big last week on the Raiders pick. I apologize. Didn't go our way. It lost. But guess what? I'm back on the Raiders, baby. Raiders plus 9.5 minus 110. I can't quit them. I can't quit them. I, I'm a stats guy, and I look at stats, and they tell me the Raiders are good. They're still fourth in the NFL in net yards play. They're seventh in opponent yards per pass attempt. Yes, Kansas City has looked much better in recent weeks. I was on them this past week against Denver, and they won it covered. They still, I don't think they're quite all the way back yet. They're still not quite the same team from a couple years ago. Now, if you remember the earlier game this season between these two teams, the final score was a blowout, but I don't think that told the full, the full story of the game. If you watched the game, you remember Raiders got nine penalties against them. I think they had like three dropped interceptions. I think the the touchdown that like sealed the deal was like a roll right, pass deep left. The Raiders DB had about five seconds for him to get in position for the pick, and he just didn't. And uh, wasn't it like the running back who caught it? Was it like Daryl Williams or something caught it? Or which of the two Williams is is still on the Chiefs, Daryl or Damian? Damian Williams. I think it's Damian. Damian. Damian Williams. No, he's the guy who's on the Bears now. He was on the Chiefs, so so is it a Daryl Williams, or did I just get his first name mixed up? It's Daryl Williams. Okay, so I'm not completely. Uh, was he the one who caught the touchdown against again? This is riveting podcasting here. And he, yeah, that was him. He caught. He caught. He had nine nine catches for 101 yards and a touchdown against the Raiders last game. Look at that. Concussion has my concussions haven't uh, ruined my memory too bad yet. Now, do the Raiders win outright? Probably not. I'll take them to cover the 9.5-point spread, though. I think they can keep it close. And I've just committed to dying on the Raiders' hill, just like a couple other teams that I'll get to in a little bit. Jet Saints, I went back and forth on this one. 
for a while, I settled on Jets plus five and a half, minus one ten. Now this sucks. I mean, I, I'm I'm making the same mistake I made last week where I bet on just bad teams. I know the Lions won outright last week, but I was on who didn't uh, Bears, Texans, Jets. I think I was on all of them to cover the spread, and none of them did. And I'm back on two of them so far. I'm not going to spoil my pick for Sunday Night Football, but Jets plus five and a half, minus one ten here. Offensively, funny enough. The Jets are better, statistically. Not much, but they're 22nd yards per play compared to the Saints at 24. They've also been a little bit even better than that in recent weeks. Uh, The Jets have been over the Saints. So, I mean, season long, recent samples, whatever you want want to look at, the Jets have at least moved the ball more effectively than the Saints. Saints have been a lot better in the red zone on offense, so that's worth pointing out. But just in yards per play, I'm not going to try to overstate it. They are moving the ball a little bit better than the Saints are. Now, I say the same thing about the Saints every week. What's good about their defense is their run defense. Still first in the NFL in opponent yards per carry, but they actually haven't looked strong recently. And The, uh, the Cowboys torched them uh, last week on the ground. Um, but regardless, the Saints can be had through the air. So listen to these numbers. 72.17% of the yards gained against them come through the air. That's the sixth highest mark in the NFL. of the offensive yards that the Jets rack up come through the air. That's the fifth highest mark in the NFL. So we have a pass-heavy offense against a vulnerable secondary. That's what the stats say. Throw the team names out the window. Throw Zach Wilson out the window as as just for now. But just statistically, we have a very pass-heavy offense going up against a very vulnerable secondary. Jets have actually also surprisingly been better uh, third down offense, which is going to help this bet a little bit. And they're five and a half point underdogs at home. And I think they're like the worst cover team in the NFL. Now, do I automatically bet on regression in that fact? No, but it makes me feel a little bit more comfortable that they're probably not going to finish like two and 15 against the spread. So they're going to cover a few more spreads. Actually, I think they've covered more than that. How many times? What's what's sorry? I, I'm gonna uh, NFL ATS standings. I don't I don't mean to look this up while I'm while I'm recording and typing in your ear, uh, but I want to make sure. Yeah, so they are dead last in, in ATS right now, but they're at three and nine, so they've covered three. So I think they're. I mean, they're not going to finish three and three and fifteen against the spread. They're they're going to cover at least a couple more games. I think this is a good spot for them stylistically. I'll take them getting the points against the Saints plus five and a half. Then we have Seahawks against the Texans. I'm going to take Seahawks minus seven and a half minus one ten. I bet on the Houston Texans. I think for the final time last week. Now they are actually five and seven against the spread. So I actually think we're going to see some some them not cover here a, a few times. Uh, I can't bring myself to doing it anymore. Their offense now, like the past four weeks or so, terrible. I thought when Tyrod Taylor was going to come back, they were going to get better uh, because of how it looked he good in like the first game and a half of the season. They're terrible. Over their last three games, the Texans are averaging 3.2 yards per play on offense. That's .9 yards worse than the next closest team, so... Basically, a yard per play worse than the next worst offense, which is, by the way, the Giants averaging 4.1. Texans averaging 3.2 yards per play over their last three games. Ay ay ay! And that includes the win over the, tit- uh, the Titans three weeks ago, by the way. Uh, and then, this, I mean, uh, the Seahawks' biggest strength is stopping the run. 
That was a big reason why I was on them last week against the 49ers. Teams are only getting 3.9 yards per carry on the ground against them. Um, I think it's just a couple wins by the Texans this season. I think that win against the Titans in Week 12 has some people convinced that they're capable of being a half-decent football team, but they're not. Don't let that fool you. This Houston team is beyond deplorable. They are now. Now that the Lions have won, you can officially say the Texans are the worst team in the NFL because it's kind of hard to call them the worst team in the NFL when there's another team that has, hasn't even won a game. But now they are the worst team in the NFL, even though they have one more win than the Titans do. No. Yeah, one more win than, or sorry, one more win than the Lions do. They're the worst team in the NFL. Seahawks minus 7.5, minus 110. Then we got Chargers, Giants. I'm taking the Chargers minus 10, minus 110 here. Mike Lennon's start for the Giants last week kind of showed, like, fans and, and betters of the Giants that Daniel Jones might not be as bad as some people think. Because at sometimes Daniel Jones make the, makes the New York offense look competent. They looked terrible. Last week with Mike Lennon. They're only averaging 4.1 yards per play, as I mentioned there in my last pick. So second worst mark in the NFL over their last three games. Um, Chargers rank second in that stat. So the Chargers are actually, our offense is averaging 6.5 yards per play in their last three games. So com- compare these two offenses. The Chargers are gaining 2.4 more yards per play than the Giants have over their last three games. And now throw in the mix, they have Jake Fromm starting. For the Giants, Jake Fromm, this guy had everything he needed to succeed at Georgia and couldn't. At least he, maybe that's not fair to say he couldn't succeed at all. He definitely didn't live up to expectations. And now he's getting a start for a shitty Giants team. There is not a world where I'd be betting on the Giants this week. I'm not betting on Jake Fromm. Now, I know today got, got released both Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are out, so um, who knows what his name is is starting at one receiver and who gives a shit is starting at the other receiver. I don't care. The Chargers could start their entire practice squad on offense. I'm not betting on Jake Fromm in the NFL. I'm not. If I'm wrong, fine, I'll admit it. I'll take the loss and move on. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting real dollars on Jake Fromm. To cover in an NFL game. I'm not doing it. By the way, the people who think I don't actually bet on the games, I why would I do this if I don't bet on the games? I'll show you my bet slips. I'm not gonna tweet them out. I'll if DM me, I'll tweet you, I'll show you my bet slips. I'm not gonna I'm not putting my actual dollars on Jake Fromm. Could you imagine doing that? I can't. Not doing it. Chargers minus ten, minus one ten. Uh, and I believe that's it for the early slated game. So we'll be back in a second. We're going to take a quick ad break. You may or may not hear an ad, depending on where you're located. Um, and I'll be back in a jiffy. Okie dokie, we're back. Late slated games in the NFL. Lions, Broncos, going to go under 42. Don't have much to say in this game. It's the only bet to make in this game. Under has hit in straight, six straight games for the Broncos. It's gone 8-2 and two in the last 10 games for the Lions. So I mean, maybe maybe the opposite's gonna happen. Maybe maybe you bet on the trend breaking, but I mean, the Lions' offense stinks, especially now that they're going up against a competent defense. So Broncos 17th in yards per play. Their offense is below average. Lions rank 28th in yards per play of five. The Broncos' defense solid, 16th in opponent yards per play. Still, I guess average. 
Lions defense is still near the bottom of the NFL. But Lions defense has actually improved in recent weeks. Uh, allowing teams only get an average of 5.6 yards per play. So kudos to the Lions offense. I mean, I, I, I just don't know what to do in this game. I think the spread set at, set at the exact right number of 8.5. The, the, the Broncos don't sh- haven't shown enough for me to, to want to make them cover the uh, over a touchdown spread against anyone, but the Lions are the Lions. Uh, both teams rank in the bottom 10 of points per game. Neither of them are averaging north of 20 per game. They're both averaging below 20 points per game. So I'm going to take the under 42 at minus 110, but you should fade me. Everyone listening to this, take the over. Why? Because I'm sick of people messaging me and tweeting at me saying, um, yo, bro, big fan, but hey, you should stop betting on unders. They suck. Or you should stop betting on totals. You suck at betting on totals. (laughs) I'm going to, no, (laughs) I'm not going to stop. Last season, when I did the road to 256 bets because there were fewer games, I had a better record of betting on totals and spreads. So, yeah, have my total bets sucked this season? Yes. But I'm not just going to stop betting on them. If, if if I think it's the right play to make, I'm going to make the play. But f- please, fade me. Take the over. Take the over. Take the over. Take the over. I'm on the under. Take the over. Please, take the over. Lions-Broncos under 42. But take the over. Take the over. Uh, 49ers-Bengals. Going to take 49ers. Minus 1. Minus 115 in this one. The betting odds show that this game is basically a coin flip at a one-point spread. But the statistics tell a different story in this one. 49ers have the advantage in the majority of categories. They rank 6th in yards per play, 10th in opponent yards per play. Bengals rank 13th and 20th in those stats. Once again, yards per play, San Francisco ranks 6th. Opponent yards per play, they rank 10th. Yards per play, the Bengals rank 13th. Opponent yards per play, they rank 20th. Net yards per play, I mean, you can just combine them. 49ers are 6th in the NFL and Bengals, Bengals are 14th. Now, I will say one area where the Bengals can exploit the 49ers, which does concern me is on the ground. They've averaged 4.5 yards per rush over the last three games. Now they face a 49ers team that is allowing 4.4 yards per carry this season, which is 20th in the NFL. But despite that, I'm going to back what most statistics tell me, and that is that the 49ers are the better football team in this spot, regardless of record. I will take the 49ers minus 1, minus 115 against the Bengals. Then we have Bills and Bucks. Uh, is it Sunday night? No, it's not. It's late afternoon. Buck, or sorry, Bills, a little fa- fake joke there, Bills, plus three and a half, minus 120 is my bet for this game. If you guys haven't realized it yet, we've reached the point of the NFL season where I have teams that I'm convinced are actually good, but they don't win, and then I am have teams that I'm convinced that are bad, but continue to win. So this is, uh, the theme of this week is stick my flag in the ground. I've stuck my flag in the ground about fading Washington, about fading Pittsburgh. I'm sticking my flag in the ground about betting on the Raiders, about betting on the Bills, and then one team on Monday night, which you can probably guess who I'm going to bet on. But for this game, hear me out, because I actually think there is a very good reason to back the Bills here. So just hear me out. The Patriots proved quite literally that the way to beat the Bills is to run the football on them. That was That game was insane to watch. That was such a unique game. I can't remember like a game that was that unique as far as a game plan, as far as the weather was thrown into it, as far as like uh, the Patriots literally just said, we are running the ball down your throat. No secret. They weren't complicated run plays either. They weren't the 49ers where they're putting a bunch of guys in motion. 
where they're doing a lot of misdirection. It was, I felt like I was watching my peewee football team uh, play. It was eye formation, which you almost never see in the NFL anymore. Just an eye formation, off-tackle, power, power sweep. That long touchdown was a, literally a power sweep, the Vince Lombardi um, play. Um, and they scored a touchdown. That was some of the fa- that was some of the best blocking I've ever seen in an NFL game before in my life. Uh, but listen to this. Listen to these stats. The Bucks only get twenty two point nine four percent of their offensive production from their run game. That is literally the lowest mark in the entire NFL. So of all of their offensive yards gained, only twenty two point nine four percent of those yards come on the ground. They do not and cannot run the ball effectively. Which means, of course, that the Bucks get most of the yards through the air, or they get more yards through the air than any other team. And then if you look at the Bills' defense, only 60.68% of the yards gained against the Bills come through the air. So that's the second lowest mark in the NFL. They're also first in opponent yards per pass attempt, only allowing an average of 5.3. So yes, if a team can run the football against the Bills, like the Colts showed, like the Titans showed, like the Patriots showed last week, the Bills are in trouble. The best kind of team that the Bills can play against stylistically is a team that throws the ball more than anyone else and is a team that is not effective at running the ball. And that is exactly what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. So mark me down for the Bills. Uh, But next time they do face a team that can run the ball, I will be fading them. But I'll take Bills plus 3.5, minus 120. Sunday night football, Bears-Packers. So my two offshore books that I use... um, that's what I use, by the way, when I bet. I can't bet in the States yet, one, because it hasn't been introduced in New York yet, and two, I don't have a social security number, which I need to bet in the States. So that will happen within the next few months. I will have a social security number, and uh, sp- sports books are opening up in uh, New York. Uh, I believe they want to do before the Super Bowl is what I heard. Um, so if they do, I will be betting at a legal book. But until now, I have two offshore books that I use, uh, and neither of them had a line posted for this game. Um, so I did get the line I'm using for full transparency is the line that WinBet is posting. Uh, WinBet is partnered with BetSided, so that is the one, uh, the legal book that I use for this. But before I go any further, let me check to see if my offshore books offer them so I can lock them in before I keep speaking here. Um, nope, not at that one. Um, by the way, if you're curious which offshore books I'm using, I'm not going to tell you because hashtag no free ads. But if you DM me on Twitter, if you're super uh, curious, I'll tell you. I don't really care. Some of you may already know, uh, but hashtag no free ads. No, so yeah, neither of my offshore books for some reason have the line out for this game. If the line changes from what I'm saying, it is what what I'm betting on this podcast. I will tweet that out for full transparency pur- purposes. Um, but. Line at win bets 12.5, and and I'm taking the Bears at plus 12.5, minus 110. Ugly matchup, I know, but I think 12.5 is too many points in this one. I think I would set this at 10.5. I actually think we're getting two points of value here. Matchup to look out for in this game is the pass rush of the Chicago Bears. They rank first in the NFL in sack percentage. I think it's a little over 8% of dropbacks. They get a sack, and the Packers' offensive line is banged up. They've been going through a ton of changes. They rotate all their players all the time. Now, they still have been doing a decent job. They're still around average in pass protection. Um, But now they're facing the top pass rush in the NFL. And last time they played, the Bears did sack Aaron Rodgers three times. Now, the Bears are kind of the opposite of Washington, where they've played in three straight games. They haven't covered the spread in those three games. But during that span, they are plus .67 in net yards per play. So that's a good sign. They're actually playing better. 
And where are the Packers defense? Where is the Packers defense vulnerable? I've talked about it before. On the ground, you can run the ball against this Packers team. What do what do the Bears do well? They run the football well. The Packers offense little slightly overrated. 15th in yards per play. It's Aaron Rodgers. He has that it factor, sure, but still the Packers offense is 15th in yards per play. Those are the numbers. Bears defense ranks third, by the way, in the NFL in opponent yards per play over their last three games. So the Bears defense has been playing a lot better recently. I think there's some some signs here that the Bears are the bet to make. I know it's an ugly spot because the Packers own the Bears. I know it's an ugly spot because the Bears do stink this season. Their offense is bad. 12.5 points, I think, is too many, though. I'll take Bears plus 12.5, minus 110. Then we got Monday Night Football. And if you know me, you know who I'm betting on. And I haven't had a money line underdog pick, so here it is. Rams plus 120 against the Cardinals. I told you, this is the theme of this week is I'm sticking my flag in the ground, and I'm backing the teams who I think are statistically good despite them not looking good on the field, and I'm fading the teams who I think are bad despite winning on the field. The Rams hit a slump in their season, sure. They lost three straight ugly games, but I will die on the hill of the Los Angeles Rams. I think they are a serious Super Bowl contender. First in the entire NFL in yards per play, 6.2. Their defense ranks fourth in the NFL in opponent yards per play, 5.1. The Cardinals rank 11th and 6th in those category categories. But in their defense, I will say, I mean, I'll be fair, Kyler Murray didn't play in three games, so they're 11th in the NFL in yards per play, but that's with Colt McCoy having played in three of those games. So, fair. I'll be fair. But one thing, one key thing to know about the Arizona defense, uh, and I brought it up last week, it's why I bet on the Bears against them, is that they are vulnerable to the run game. 20th, or sorry, 30th in the league in opponent yards per carry, allowing opposing teams to get an average of 4.7 yards per rush. So if you're a fantasy guy, a daily fantasy guy, you might want to target Daryl Henderson or Sony Michelle in fantasy this week. I hope that Sean McVay recognizes this. I hope that he decides to run the ball more than what their season average is because historically this season they have not ran the ball very much. I hope they go back to basics. I hope they do quick passes. I hope they do um, runs. I hope they run the ball more often. They just gr- I hope they turn this into a grinded-out game because Sean McVay has been calling the opposite game plan in recent weeks and it hasn't worked. You can't put too... I, I, I think Sean McVay got a little, a little too horny for Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford thrives in a game management position. He's a good quarterback, but if you're trying to you know, be the greatest show on turf with Matt Stafford, it's not going to work more often than it will. It won't work. More often than not, it won't work, is what I'm trying to say. Sometimes it will. When you play against the Jaguars, it will. Not against good teams. So... I'm going to die on the hills on the uh, the hill of the Los Angeles Rams this week. I'll take their money line plus 120 against the Cardinals. There are the picks. Now I'll give out best bets. Now what I got to say about best bets, and I tweeted this out, this is why I generally don't like giving out my best bets because they all honestly have the same chance of hitting. Last week I went, I started 0-3, and then I think it was the other two primetime games, wasn't it? So I think I went 1-4. and I think that's what I did. I'm just going to look that up so I don't speak out of term. But uh, my best bets aren't always going to hit at a higher rate. And at the end of the season, I will calculate how I did with my best bets compared to how um, I did with just my overall record. Yeah, Bills and Chiefs. So I went 1-4 and four with my best bets last week, which means my non-best bets went 7-3. and three. Right? Yes. No. 7-2? and two? 
I don't know, whatever. I was way better with my non-best bets. So, but I know some of you obviously don't want to bet it. What I would recommend is bet, take your opinion, compare them to my opinion. If, if there's a game that we both agree on, then bet it. But I will still give out my best bets because some of you people just want to take my best bets and that's it. So whatever. Here are my five best bets. Who knows? Maybe I'll sweep them 5-0 and this week. Bears plus 12.5. Bills plus 3.5. Cowboys minus 4. Raiders plus 9.5. And 49ers minus 1 are my five best bets. My teaser for this week. Shout out to my teaser. Finally hit last week. Um, I teased two underdogs that won outright. So... I think I teased Chargers and Seahawks, and they both won outright, so <laughs> you should just parlay their money lines, apparently. Uh, my teaser this week, though, I'm going to take the Seahawks down from 7.5 to 1.5 against the Texans and the Broncos. I was on a total in this game, but if I tease the number down, I like the Broncos quite a bit. I will tease the Broncos down from 8.5 to minus 2.5. Crosses both uh, both these bets, cross key numbers, cross both 7 and 3. Both teams that I think uh, should win their game, so I like that teaser quite a bit. Seahawks minus 1.5 and, and Broncos minus 2.5. And, uh, and then I will quickly recap my picks, and then that's it. And then we're done. Um, okay. Vikings minus 3, minus 120 against the Steelers. Falcons plus 2.5, minus 110 against the Panthers. Browns minus 2.5, minus 110 against the Ravens. Cowboys minus 4, minus 115 against Washington. Jaguars plus 8.5, minus 110 against the Titans. Raiders plus 9.5, minus 110 against the Chiefs. Jets plus 5.5, minus 110 against the Saints. Seahawks minus 7.5, minus 110 against the Texans. Chargers minus 10, minus 110 against the Giants. Lions, Broncos under 42. 49ers minus 1, minus 115 against the Bengals. Bills plus 3.5, minus 120 against the Bucks. Bears, plus 12.5, minus 110 against the Packers. And I will tweet a load of my actual bet changes from that um, because the line's not out in my offshore books. And then Rams, plus 120 on the money line against the Cardinals. Best bets, Bears, Bills, Cowboys, Raiders, 49ers. And teaser is Seahawks with Broncos. All right, that's it for this week. Best of luck whether you decide to tail, fade, make your own picks. Keep an eye out for the my college football uh, bowl game picks. Should get released Monday or Tuesday next week. I will talk to you then. Best of luck. Take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.